Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. So today's first story comes from a throwaway account and it's titled, I just got an email on my husband's iPad that the hot water in his apartment building was going to be shut down temporarily for repairs. We own our own house and have not rented for over a decade. My husband is on a trip with one of our sons and his brother to go visit their mother, my son's grandmother. I was cleaning up the den when an email notification popped up on his iPad. It was an email from an apartment complex that they were going to be temporarily closing down the hot water for repairs, sent from one of those automatic senders that you can't reply to. It was addressed to my husband with his first and last name. The thing is, we own our house. We haven't rented in over 10 years and even then it wasn't this place. Where my husband is, upstate New York, there isn't any service. I tried to send him a picture of the email, but it won't go through. I called him and spoke to him for a bit. Service was choppy, but I managed to explain to him about the email and basically all he said that it must have been a mistake and they had the wrong email. We weren't able to say much before the call just dropped, but if it was a wrong email, how would they have his first and last name all spelled correctly? For context, his first name is somewhat common, but our last name isn't common, especially in this area. There weren't any other emails from this sender or about this apartment complex in my husband's emails, but he is also the kind who clears out his inbox as he gets messages. I sent a message to the apartment complex telling them that I think my husband was on their email list by mistake, but I just got an automatic email sent back that they were out of the office until 10 20 and then general rent information pricing. One bedroom, 1600, two bedroom, 1900 and that there were no open units available. There was no unit number on this email, but the complex is about 15 minutes away from our house, so I went and I drove by, which I guess might be a little crazy, I know. I didn't see anything, not like I knew what to expect. It's a group of buildings, less than 100 apartments in all. I don't have any reason to mistrust my husband other than this weird email that gives me a strange feeling in the pit of my stomach, as well as a general feeling of paranoia that he's just been bored with me. I've been feeling this way for a little while, but he insists I'm imagining it and that he's happy. I only brought it up to him once when I was feeling particularly insecure last year. We still do things together. He still tells me he loves me, etc. I just feel he doesn't have as much fun with me as he used to. And like he looks for reasons to be out of the house or doing things specifically with the boys instead of doing things with the whole family. It's not like it's something that bothers me every day. Just something I think about when I'm feeling insecure or paranoid. 
like in a situation like this, where he gets an email from a random apartment complexes. Lol. Anyway, I don't know exactly what advice I'm looking for. I know the advice I would have for one of my friends would be just to talk to him, but I really can't do that until he comes home on Saturday, which is a really long time for me to sit with my intrusive thoughts. Edit. He never lived here in the past. He lived with his parents until college and then lived in a dorm. And then every place he rented was with me. We've been dating since we were 19. Edit 2. The email wasn't a phishing scam. It was a legitimate email from the email address on the apartment complex's website. All of the information included the email letterhead matched the information on the apartment complex's website. And if it was a phishing scam, I assume they would have been looking for information. The email wasn't looking for anything. It was just an informational email about the water. And then there was one little update before the comments and the main update as well, which said, my best friend called the emergency maintenance number and said that she was a delivery driver who had over $100 worth of food for and said my husband's name, but said he had forgotten to fill in his apartment number. The guy didn't speak English very well, but after she repeated herself a few times, he did eventually say his name and then told us an apartment number. And I got to admit, my first thoughts on this was some along the scam lines as well. Was it just like a scam email and it's going to be all innocent? But the more you went on, the more it's getting me feeling otherwise. And I mean, especially when we got to that last update and it says your friend went round there and called the emergency maintenance number. And the guy did basically confirm that he owns an apartment there with the apartment number. So... Obviously, something real shady is going on here. But OP replies to the comments with more information. So a commenter says, this is sketchy. I'd maybe be willing to believe it was from an old building he used to rent in. But if you're sure that's not the case, it's just too big a coincidence that he could have accidentally gotten an email meant for someone with the same name that just happens to be 15 minutes from where you live. Do you two share finances? If so, it would be weird for him to manage to rent a whole apartment without you noticing. If not, yeah, I'd be willing to bet it's a place he got for hookups. OP replies saying, he's definitely never lived here. He lived with his parents, college, and then we began renting together and then bought a house. I've searched everywhere, but I didn't find anything. My husband clears out his email pretty regularly. We share finances and I've totally noticed this much money missing. However, he also has a separate account for his company that we don't share. A commenter asks, are you also able to check his phone records, text and browser history from his iPad? OP says, I can't see his texts or calls from his iPad, just the emails. There is a number to call. I tried calling it and I got an answering system. OP says, I did check the trash and deleted and didn't find anything, but there weren't any emails older than a week old in there. Again, there wasn't an apartment number, so I can't go knock on any doors. Someone asks, is he ever gone for a short or long periods of time? Opie says he does go on work trips occasionally and he works long hours sometimes, but nothing that raised any red flags. Opie says again, he's never lived there before again. The email had good specific first and last name. He has company finances. He owns his company. I don't have access to. There were no other emails, but his email had been emptied out a few days ago and nothing is older than a week. Another commenter says, how stupid are the people who commented on this thread? It's probably a phishing email. The number you called led to a generic mailbox that apparently isn't going to be checked for a month. Seriously, and didn't include the unit number. Did you even bother looking into the sender to make sure it could plausibly come from the, the complex before jumping to conclusions? OP replies saying the email was legitimate, as was the phone number attached to it. It was a group email sent to a number of residents. 
Why would it have one specific apartment number on it? A commenter replies, what makes it legitimate in your eyes? Because I can't for the life of me thinking of an apartment complex that isn't responding to new customers for a month. OP replies saying, it's legitimate because of all the information on the email, the letterhead, the number, the address, all added up with the information on the actual apartment website. It even listed the email address that was sent to the email to my husband as the email to contact them by. I got an automated email back that said the property manager was out of the office until October 20. And OP continues saying, what? Where did I say they aren't responding to people for a month? Someone replies saying, that's literally what phishing emails do. But sure, I bet it's far more likely that your husband has a secret apartment a mere jogging distance away from your home for some nefarious purpose. And you just haven't noticed him being gone for periods of time. 100%. I'm assuming you just entered it wrong and edited the 11 slash 20 to 10 slash 20. That's fine if you made a mistake, but don't act like you didn't say it. Another commenter says, realize apartment manager is out until 10 slash 20, but doesn't the voicemail include another number for overnight emergencies? OB said yes, it gave the private cell phone number for the maintenance purpose. Someone says, call them and explain you have a delivery for Mr. OP, but the unit number is missing and you're under a deadline to deliver as it's perishable. OP says, thank you, this is a good idea and it worked. The maintenance guy didn't speak English very well, so I think he is somewhat confused, but he eventually gave us an apartment number. Then OP goes on to update the post, which says, sorry about the late update. My post was locked by the time I got to it. I'm currently writing this on the ride upstate. Yesterday, I posted about an email I had gotten on my husband's email from an apartment complex talking about fixing the water. My husband, who is upstate visiting his mother until Saturday, has next to no cell service, so I haven't been able to talk to him about any of this other than saying that the email must have been a mix-up. My friend called and got his apartment number from the maintenance man. Both of us went over to the apartment and my friend knocked. The girl answered but didn't answer the door, just the bell camera. My friend said she was there looking for Adam. The girl said that Adam wasn't there but wouldn't give her more information than that, which I get. My friend was just a total stranger at her door. When we left, I could see her looking out the apartment window at us. I tried to call my husband a thousand times yesterday and nothing went through. A few times the call did pick up the service was so bad you could barely hear anything. So I'm just heading upstate to confront him in person. I have a copy of the email as well as a photo of the apartment, as well as a recording of this girl saying that Adam wasn't there, which is a confirmation to me that she knows him. If this is somehow all a big misunderstanding, I'm going to have my husband explain it to me in person instead of waiting until he comes home. I haven't gotten a chance to read all the comments, but I will go through them now and try to respond to what I can. I haven't slept, so I hope this makes sense. Edits to everyone telling me that I should just wait, not confront him, talk to her first. He's my husband. He's the father of my children. If I'm going to find out that he's cheating on me, it's going to be from him. I'm going to say this for the last time. Please stop advising me not to talk to my husband about this very serious situation that we are in. Or go talk to the lawyer if need be. However, we have been married for over a decade. We have a family and a life together. I'm going to talk to him. I understand what the situation probably is. I understand that he's probably going to try to lie to me. I'm not a moron. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Someone questions about the cell service and says, if cell service is so shoddy, wouldn't his mum have a landline to call? How do you communicate with his mum otherwise? To which OP says, yes, she does have a landline. I've tried calling it and gotten no answer. This happened quite a few times in the past. It's a portable phone that she does not charge. Someone replies saying, lol, really should have asked the girl if she knew Adam is married. OP says, we discussed doing this, but I would rather confront my husband than this woman. Someone says, so what makes you think he's actually at his mother's right now? Opie replies, because one of our sons is with him, so unless he has my son in on it. And someone replies to that saying, not sure how old your son is, but I see this as totally within the realm of possibility. Someone else questions Opie and says, wouldn't it have been better to get her story first and confront him with all the facts? Now he's just going to lie and deflect his ass off and make you look like the crazy bad guy. He would have come up with a doozy of a story by now. Opie replies saying, how can I get her story when she was barely willing to say anything to my friend? The reason why we didn't push her is because she wasn't giving us any information and we were worried that she was going to call the police. My friend tried to ask her more questions. She wasn't giving her any information. Someone replies that saying, you could have brought a wedding picture of you and Adam and held it up to the camera and told her that he is your husband and can she please talk to you? You need the whole story. Or you could have gone to the maintenance guy with your ID and marriage certificate and asked him to open your husband's apartment for you. You misplaced your husband's key. You could have gone through his office until you found the rental agreement and all other associated papers. There's probably a folder somewhere. Many, many things to gather more evidence before you confront him. OP says, when you're in the situation, that's what you could do. I didn't have the time to sit down and come up with a perfect plan. This is the father of my children and I want to find out if he's cheating on me or not and I'm going to hear it from him. End of story. Another commenter asks, why are you driving upstate to confront him? What are these few days going to change? He's renting an apartment, he's hidden that from you, and he will lie to you about it. You will never get to the bottom of this. OP replies to him, because believe it or not, I actually want closure and confirmation that the man who I've been with for the majority of my life and started a whole life and family with. Yeah, I want to hear him say it in person. Someone replies saying she's a friend's daughter, co-worker, person in need who didn't have credit to get the apartment on their own and I could let them be homeless so it's in my name. I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to do what you were doing right now. It's just one of the many, many things he could come up with by now. OP replies saying, okay, so that's like some get out of jail free card. If he can prove that, then fine. But he's still in a hell of a lot of hot water for even putting himself in the situation and keeping a secret like this from me. If he is doing something nice for a friend, there'll be plenty of proof of that. 
No matter how this goes, no matter what he says, I expect to see proof. The commenter replies saying, just wait for him to get home. Spend your time while he's away getting evidence in order and staking out the apartment. He may go to the apartment first before he comes home. He'll be home soon enough for you to confront him. OP replies saying, please stop telling me this. I'm going to go talk to him. I'm not alone. I'm with my sister and my best friend. Again, please stop telling me not to go talk to my husband about this. The commenter replies saying yes and don't make it a private conversation. Have all witnesses explanations and make him prove everything he says. OP finally replies saying, I intend on having this conversation in front of my sister, my friend and his mother. If he wants to lie his way out of it, he can lie to his mother as well. And then OP's update, which is titled, I confronted my husband, which says, I'm writing this from a hotel room. I went to confront my husband. He knew the minute my car pulled up what was going on. He came outside to meet me and the first thing he said was, did you go to the apartment? And I told him, yeah. So then he said, so I guess we have to have a talk. And again, I said, yeah. I'm not going to get into the exact details of it. It was a long talk and it involved a lot of emotions. She is his girlfriend. They've been together for four months. She's under the impression that we are separated and going through the divorce process. His family wasn't aware of this. His brother and mother who were there were horrified. I'm sorry I don't have more to say. I've already contacted a divorce lawyer, a therapist, and a financial advisor. Thanks to everyone for your support. And then there was a final couple of comments that Opie replied to, so I'll cover those as well. So someone said, I'm so sorry. I'm guessing the girlfriend messaged him, which is why he knew why you were there. Opie replies saying she did not message him. He gets no service up there. He just saw the car pulling up and put two and two together. Someone says, how did he pay for this? Probably well over four months without you noticing. Opie replies saying his company funds. Someone replies saying, my dear, that sounds like embezzlement. And that is a whole other can of worms. And then there was other people suspecting that, you know, the husband has that apartment for a lot longer and was using it for, you know, to meet other people as well before this relationship. And I think I can totally get OP's attitude all the way through this. You know, usually the advice is when you come into these stories and you find out something's going on with your partner is to get your ducks in a row, a classic, and, and get all your affairs in order and then contact, you know, various specialists to get things in order. So you have all your evidence and all that kind of thing, which I totally get is, is great advice. But I also get OP's side of things, just finding this out and wanting to get to the bottom of it, not wanting to sit there and have to play this over in your mind time and time again. Yes, of course, it's risky. They could make up a story and totally gaslight you out of it, etc. But I totally get OP's attitude of wanting to find out what the fuck's going on in this particular moment. And I'm really sorry for OP for finding out this way. It's got to be absolutely heartbreaking. Not just OP, but OP's children as well. Finding out that that's been going on in your family has got to be absolutely heartbreaking. But it does sound like OP is very switched on. You know, they've gone straight to a divorce lawyer, therapist and financial advisor. So I really hope things work out in the best possible way they can for you, OP. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know what you would say to OP in this. Do you think that you would sit back and be able to gather the evidence before you was to make the move? Or would you be like OP and just want to get find out immediately? Let us know your thoughts and let's move on to one more story. And I just wanted to read out this one because I spotted it in the best of subreddits and it was from a user called Bus Adventures Ahoy from r slash New Zealand who says, how do I get on a bus? I'll preface this by saying I have a very irrational fear of buses that I know is silly and weird. 
I don't look down on taking buses, I'm just terrified of it. I want to get over my fear of buses and begin using public transport. I've got myself a Metro card with $20 on it and I took a free bus on that free public transport weekend and it helped me feel a bit more at ease. However, the part I really struggle with is interacting with the driver. Can someone explain the process of when I get on the bus what I need to do? Do I just hand over my card? Do I need to say something? How do I calculate what zones I will cross? Would they kick me off if I got this wrong? I will use Google Maps to know what buses to take, but being as specific as possible here will really help alleviate my anxiety. Alien War Builder replies that saying, I used to be a bus driver in Christchurch, in New Zealand obviously, and Christchurch has the best bus service in the country and I was proud to be a part of that service. Being a bus driver, I am happy to accommodate any passenger's request and would go out of my way to help a passenger get where they need to go, even if it meant giving them a free ride on occasion. Just get on the bus and swipe your card as it is optional whether you interact with the driver. Most drivers are more focused on driving when the bus is moving, although your security within the bus is also important, not to mention your comfort. If you are cold, ask the driver to turn on or up the heater, or if you are hot, you are welcome to open a window above your head. And certainly, if you feel threatened by anyone on the bus, tell the driver that has a direct line to the police, as my boss was only on the end of the two-way radio and police act fast for buses. Then OP updated the post, which says, Hello everyone. Due to a huge and unexpected amount of support I got from the advice post yesterday, I thought I should update everyone. Firstly, thank you so much for your replies. It really meant a lot to me. Many of you offered to ride with me to help. I really appreciate the offer, but I'm super aware of how odd this is and I didn't want to create another dependence where I only felt okay going on the bus with someone else. The level of detail that many of you provided was great. Not an ounce of judgment or anything. Just laying out the facts and what would happen and it was exactly what I needed, so thank you so much. So I set the challenge for myself to go on a bus today. I'll be honest, I chickened out in the morning. I felt really stressed and imagined getting onto a crowded bus and messing up and getting kicked off. So I Ubered instead. Yes, I did beat myself up about it. But tonight on the way home, I ended up taking the bus by myself. I used Google Maps to figure out what to take and the bus was empty when it arrived. There was someone in front of me getting on so I just watched what she did with her card. I think a lot of my anxiety centered around the card. Example, holding it the wrong way, doing something wrong. But as soon as I swiped that card and the thing lit up green, I just walked to my seat and sat down and realized 15 plus years of irrational fear and anxiety was conquered. It was so bloody awesome. I didn't have to drive, I could just sit back and listen to music. I absolutely loved it and it has really opened up doors for me. I'm already planning on where I'm going to go, etc. The take-home message here is a few encouraging words or paragraphs can make all the difference online. It's easy to think I'm a faceless person behind a computer somewhere. I know when I read posts, I rarely consider about the person behind there, but so many of you guys have actually changed my life in a really meaningful way. I expected to be mocked and probably just get my post deleted for trolling, but the exact opposite was so great and empowering. I truly believe I would have sat on this and avoided buses my entire life if I didn't post here. Thank you all so much for your support. I read every single comment in that thread and each one was awesome in their own way. Who knows? I might even ride a Lime scooter next. Edit and wow, I got into work today after taking the bus... (laughs) and check this post and once again i'm blown away thank you so much everyone 
I wish I could repay the favor in some way, but I just wanted to stress how awesome you've all been to me. Thank you again. I swear I'm getting more sensitive the older I get. Tears rolling down my face for this person because overcoming their anxiety and doing something that they said was 15 years. It was avoiding because of their anxiety and and whilst that was awful to hear that they've gone through that for that amount of time, I'm so, so happy for them that they was able to do this and now, you know, just opened up the possibilities for OP. And I do understand that anxiety about getting on a bus like that. I remember like the first time when I was like going to school and stuff in my younger days and I was always worried about what getting off, getting on, handing over the right amount of change to the drivers. If I got it wrong, am I going to get in trouble? Feeling nervous about when I did get on, where am I going to sit? What if I have to sit next to someone? <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. And it just reminds me about how we all have our own little battles with anxiety. And it always reminds me to look around and, you know, if you can give someone a little helping hand. I'm not saying like go massively out of your way or whatever, unless you want to, of course. But sometimes just a word of just a word to help someone can really change someone and, and help them through, which can be a difficult time with someone, especially when they're dealing with anxiety. And the only thing I can give an example of, and I'm not saying this to you know, big myself up or anything like that. It's just an example is when I was in town probably a couple of weeks ago, getting my hair chopped. I get it chopped every couple of weeks. My hair seems to grow so freaking fast. It's pain in the ass, basically. But I appreciate it. But I was walking through the middle of town and I was walking past the usual route that I do. And there was this girl that I could see in front of me on her phone. I don't know. She looked about mid-20s. I eventually found out she was Spanish. But she stopped me and asked me, do I know where this place is? And it was like a, a, a bus stop number. And I haven't got a clue around the buses. I drive or train, so I don't know any of the bus numbers around here. And she's looking pretty stressed at the time. I said, sorry, I don't really know where it is. Carried on with my journey. And I got like about 100 meters down the path. And I thought, fuck. I looked back and I can still see she was looking on her phone, almost looking a little panicky in some ways. And I thought, you know, I, I can't leave that. I've been in that situation myself when being in like London and stuff and you get completely lost and don't know the bus numbers and all this kind of stuff. And I know how anxiety inducing it can be. So I quickly got my phone back out whilst walking towards her and I was trying to find the number because I've, I've done it before. And I was, I was just chatting away and I said, I think I found it. And then I said, follow me. And I was walking together. And that's when she explained that she's Spanish and she's new in town and she was lost around here. And and literally, I was I was walking past the bus stop as I was going to my place. So it was, wasn't out of my way at all in the end. Her bus was there at the time. So she got on the bus and it all worked out well. Didn't get to say anything else because she was so in a rush to get on the bus. But and I like to think that may have helped her out in her day just a little bit you know she may have totally forgotten about it as soon as she stepped foot on that bus but you know and again i'm not saying go out and help everyone and some people you know and i've mentioned about that you know trying to help out people before and i know some people don't like to be approached which i totally understand as well but anyway i've gone off as usual here <laughs> let me know what you think of today's collection of stories and just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today your love support and time always means the absolute world to me and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care much love you cheeky so-and-sos then along came a time when you crushed my dreams oh yeah you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read oh yeah you see we in the spare crime everywhere you're selling false hope because you just don't care nah, uh. hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 